0: You're listening to Profit Without Worry, episode number 102. How do you feel about the size of your audience? Do you ever feel like you put great content out there, but you're not excited about doing more because it feels like it's just going out to crickets? Does it seem like no one is really paying attention to what you're doing? I totally get it because I've had to deal with this too. Let's talk about how a great marketing funnel can help you build your audience. Hey there, I'm Michelle Evans, and this is the show where coaches, experts, and business owners like us get real about what it takes to create a profitable online business. I can tell you from experience that nonstop hustle plus random acts of marketing do not equal success. So how do we attract a steady flow of clients and sales without all the hustle? This is the Profit Without Worry Podcast. Hey, hey, welcome back, and thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you're having an amazing week this week. All right, before we get into today's show, I wanted to ask you, have you downloaded your free guide to Profit Without Worry? It's super easy to do. Just go to ProfitWithoutWorry.com forward slash free, and you can download the guide to get onto your path to Profit Without Worry right away. And I'd love to connect with you too. It's super easy to do. You can email me michelle at michellelevans.com or hit me up on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Tag me and use the hashtag profit without worry so that hopefully I see your message. Ask a question, leave a comment, or just say hi. I love to put a face with your name and know who's tuning in each and every week. All right, let's dive into today's show. So if you're like, I don't know, 99.5% of online business owners, authors, consultants, and experts out there, you probably feel like your audience isn't big enough, even though you put great content out there. Am I right? Yeah, just about everyone out there feels that way. In fact, most online business owners put a ton of effort into creating really great content to attract their audience and help people out. A lot of people might even do ads, they do a lot of social media, they do other promotional tactics. So, you know, just think about all the stuff you do to get your stuff out there in front of people to get more eyeballs on your content. But for many of us, it still feels like We're trying to carry a bucket of water uphill to fill up a giant pool and the bucket has a giant hole in the bottom. So by the time we get up to the top of that hill, we're tired, we're hot, we're sweaty, and there's only a little tiny dribble of water left. But it's taken a ton of time and effort, which can be so frustrating and exhausting and disheartening. The bottom line for most people... They feel like content marketing doesn't work. At least, not as well as you and I'd like it to. Or the promises that are out there of how it can, right? And it can really drag us down and make us not want to do it. But here's the thing. You and I, we know that building an audience, it's not just as easy as popping out a blog post, or a podcast, or a talk, or a video, or whatever you do. I mean, If it was that easy, let's be honest here, everyone would have, I don't know, a hundred million YouTube subscribers or a billion YouTube subscribers because it'd be easy peasy and anyone could do it. And you and I, we know that it just doesn't happen overnight. At least logically, we know that. Emotionally, that might be a different story. Even though you and I know that millions of people won't flock to our content overnight simply because we hit publish or we went live or whatever, there is no magic bullet to that instant skyrocketing you or me to a Kardashian type fame overnight. But it can still be really disheartening to feel like we're putting our blood, sweat, and brain cells into everything that we put out there and that nobody's really paying attention, right? I don't know about you, but when I've put out blog posts or videos or podcast episodes in the past that didn't skyrocket me to fame immediately, I kind of lost my mojo to do more of them. In fact, I don't know if you knew this about me, but I had a podcast, I first had a podcast back in 2014 that was called The Breaking Free Podcast. Um, And I did it kind of consistently, like I'd go like two weeks on, one week off, three weeks on, one week off, (laughs) like I I was kind of consistent for a little over 50 episodes. Then it kind of petered out and I trailed off and it was a abandoned podcast. My weekly downloads on that podcast were only about mm, like 100 to 150 a day. And the story that, or not a day, I'm sorry, a week. And the story that I told myself at the time was that no one liked it. Like, boo-hoo, poor me. Nobody likes me. Everybody hates me. Let's go eat some worms, right? Like that kind of thing. But it felt really real in my head. I was like, ugh, I don't think my podcast is worth it. And so I felt like I needed to give up and I don't know, go hide. I, I'm not even sure everything that was going through my head. I do know that there was a story that it wasn't good enough. But, you know, eventually, after a little over 50 episodes, I did. So I did it for almost a year. Well, I Calendar wise, I did it for more than a year, but I did, I did just over 50 episodes and then I gave up. Think about that for a minute. In my mind, a hundred to like 150 people a week, like four to 500 people a month, that meant I was a failure. And when I say it out loud like this, it sounds crazy. Because that's the story that I was telling myself. I was telling myself that only 400 people were, you know, listening to me, boo-hoo. And I was comparing myself to the biggest, most downloaded shows out there. And honestly, I didn't even know what their numbers were. But in my head, their numbers were like 3 million people a week or some crazy number. I, I don't even know fully what I thought. But in my mind, I wasn't stacking up and I wasn't good enough. And even, even though I had no idea what their actual download numbers were, I only knew that, it, that the story that I was telling myself was that I was nothing and they were everything, so why would I even try? Have you ever felt like that? Yeah, I've been there, and it is really hard. It is really hard. Because, you know, the truth is, for each of those... I think I did 52, it might have been 53 episodes. For each of those episodes, I spent a lot of time, a lot of effort, like a lot of my hopes and dreams went into these episodes. But I didn't have a way for anybody to do anything with them. So what was really happening is that for my first podcast, again, it was called the Breaking Free Podcast. I don't even think it's available anymore, because I stopped paying for the hosting in like 2016. So I think it's totally gone. But I I didn't have a marketing funnel. I literally would spend, I'm embarrassed to even say this, probably like six or seven hours an episode on them, maybe more. And I never asked for feedback. I didn't have a way for my audience to really interact with me. I didn't really ask for interaction. Um, I didn't really direct them to download a freebie. I didn't have anything other than my podcast that I was putting out into the world and I was hoping would like magically turn into people flocking to my business. And it didn't happen. So they didn't come to my business because they were like, hey, this is a great podcast. I'm going to listen. I'm going to move on, right? And now that I have some distance from that time in my business, it was like 2014 to I think maybe like the fall of 2015, I realized that I was really uncomfortable with the spotlight. And I was going through the con tent creation motions. Like I was creating my podcast. I was doing the show notes. I was doing the email. I would even do a tiny bit of social media, but I wasn't connecting that content in any way, shape or form to my audience, like a hundred people a week. They didn't have any way to do anything with me, even if they wanted to. It was like I was trying to be the smartest person in the room and have people just be like, I have to work with you, you know so much. And it doesn't work like that. So before I go on, I want you to just step back for a minute and realize that any stories that you're telling yourself about your audience size, you know, just like bring them to light. Because I wasn't even super aware of what the story I was telling myself was until much later when I went back and did some work on this. Um, In 2016, I went to Amy Porterfield's house for a one-day mastermind that she was hosting for some people that won a contest she was running. And so it was me and like uh, five or six other people, Amy Porterfield and um, uh, Rick Mulready, I think, was there. And Amy was telling me, like, Michelle, you got to get a podcast. And I had such a visceral reaction to. it. I was like, no. And I was, and I went back to my hotel that evening, and I was like what is my problem? Like Amy is here telling me what is one of the biggest growth drivers in her business, which was a podcast. Rick Mulready was telling us what was one of the biggest drivers of profitability in his business, which was his podcast. Why am I sitting here being like, no, I can't do a podcast again. Like I have all the equipment. I know how to do it. All I have to do is put a show together. So that was in August of 2016. And I had to get really honest with myself because I was like, what is the story happening here? Like, if these two really successful people are telling me this, why am I saying no? And I realized that it's because I felt like my audience was too small and that what I had to say didn't matter. Ugh, that's hard to say even now. Um, But I want to share it with you in full transparency because I think too many of us are hiding and feeling like we don't matter because we don't have a big enough audience. And so I I want to challenge you You know, once you're done listening to this podcast today, what's a story that you're telling yourself about your audience size? And what's the story, like, what does that mean about you? And be honest, do you shame yourself for a quote unquote tiny audience size, whatever size that is? Do you compare yourself to others and feel like you don't belong or you aren't good enough? I'm sharing this with you because I've been there. And honestly, even now, I occasionally fall into the poor me. I'm not Oprah or, I don't know, Marie Forleo or Amy Porterfield yet. And if you're there, I wanna take you through a few ways that you can use your marketing funnel to attract the right audience and feel really good about it, okay? So, whew. Let's, we're gonna get real today, right? So, the first thing I did was really do the mindset work. Yeah, I I mean, let's just be honest. Every single person on the planet who has a thriving audience started at zero. In fact, some of us may have started at less than zero because you or I, we may have had doubters around us that were trying to hold us back and be like, all right, like, what do you really have to say to this? You know, we all have people in our lives that, I don't know, try to drag us down or hold us back from going after our dreams. And that can make us feel like we have less than zero of an audience because it's like, you know, we have these detractors throwing stones at our dreams. But those who thrive and create an amazing audience, they do it anyway. Going back to my example from earlier, you know, when I was averaging about 100 downloads a week on my first podcast, to me, the story I was telling myself is that that's tiny and lame. That it was evidence that nobody cared, that I didn't have anything to add to the conversation. Like I was discounting this 100 people. But honestly, I mean, for you and I, if I was standing on a stage at a conference with a hundred people packed into a room, that would feel pretty sizable, right? Can you imagine standing in front of a hundred people every single week, even if it was the same hundred people and they showed up week after week? Wouldn't you feel pretty amazing? So why was I discounting those hundred people because they were listening to a podcast? That's crazy. If I met 100 people in person every week, that would feel a little overwhelming to me. If I you know, took the time to message 100 people a week on LinkedIn, for example, that would feel like a lot of people I was trying to connect with. But again, for some reason, the story I was telling myself is that 100 people on my podcast was lame. Clearly, I needed a mindset reset And you might too. Because here's the thing about that. I was judging myself that I wasn't good enough because I didn't have millions of people flocking to me. But I don't need millions of people in my business, especially not when back in 2014, 2015, 2016, 100% of my business was one-on-one work. I couldn't actually work with that many people in a year. It took me a couple years to get over my stories and the imaginary comparinitis to decide to just show up no matter what with content that I know will serve my audience. Now, I did have to kind of reset my ideas instead of proving that I'm smart to connect and serve my audience, and that's a whole different podcast, but I needed to decide to show up no matter what no matter what, if nobody downloaded my podcast episode, that's all right. I'm going to show up anyway. If nobody watched my video, that's all right. I'm going to show up anyway. Because I wasn't creating this content for popularity. I needed to create content to help my audience decide if I was interesting and if I had something for them. It was time for me to come out from behind my laptop screen, out of the shadows of self-doubt and shame. And I had to realize I wasn't, I I wasn't going to get paid. A business isn't built just on popularity. I can't pay my mortgage with likes and follows on social media. It's not my job to worry about the results of my work. It's my job to worry about being of service it's not my job to worry about being good enough or polish enough or pretty enough or skinny enough or just plain enough. Instead, I needed to build a business and show up and serve my audience no matter how small that audience was. Because even if I was only helping one other person, that's somebody I'm helping, right? Right? And I remember Denise Duffield Thomas, if you don't know her, she wrote a book called Get Rich, Lucky Bitch, and she has a whole huge um, business based around overcoming money mindsets, like money blocks and, you know, resetting your money mindset and stuff. And I remember her talking about her course, which is um, the luck, uh, the Lucky Bitch Bootcamp. I can't remember. I have it. Um, I Yeah, the Lucky bee Money Bootcamp. Um, And that when she first launched it, I think she only had like two or three people in it. And now there's thousands. And I remember her saying, you know, I treated those people like gold. I poured everything I had into them. And from there, I was able to build a thriving million dollar business. And I just thought, you know what? I am so thankful that she shared that story because it just reinforces that these people that we see that are making millions of dollars and stuff, they all start out somewhere, right? And it's just a matter of them consistently deciding to show up and do it anyway that lets them go from a nobody to a name. And, and I just decided, you know what, I'm going to commit to show up and do the work, I'm going to commit and show up and do the work to make a difference for my audience, even if that audience is only one person. And the funny thing was, once I started creating content that was was of service to my audience, so I I did do the work to understand what my audience wanted, but once I started uh, creating content without worrying about what other people thought of me, how many downloads I had, how many likes I had, how many followers I had, or you know, however else people wanted to judge me, I was able to create content that actually connected to and spoke to my audience. And you can too. So that's number one, It's just having the mindset of I'm building a business, not popularity. And then number two is content testing. Now, it's really important to start with a mindset piece Because what really makes your content work, what really makes a marketing funnel work, what really creates profit without worry in your business is being willing to be messy and to test. In fact, when I work with Facebook ad clients and marketing funnel clients, the biggest thing we work on is testing. So if somebody comes to me and they are not willing to test, they're not willing to try things, they're not willing to be a little messy, I don't work with them. Because it won't work. When you have a marketing funnel, it's so much easier to find your audience and your message because you can test, test, and test some more. You can test an opt-in. You can test an email series. You can test an ad. You can test a webinar. You can test a video. Like you can test so much stuff. So you don't have to guess. You don't have to try and create like this amazingly brilliant video series behind the scenes, you just put stuff out there and you test and you get the feedback and you put that feedback into your marketing funnel and you keep testing and you keep testing and suddenly you have something that works like gangbusters. You know what you're trying to sell. Obviously, if you have a marketing funnel, you're trying to sell something. If that's you know, a one-on-one service, if that's just getting on the phone with you, if that's a product, if that's a program, if that's an event, whatever it is, you know what you're trying to sell. And when you run tests, it helps you understand what your audience resonates at a deeper level. And so you're not just like asking in a free Facebook group, hey, you know, do you like add one, add two, or add three? And you get all this random feedback from random people with no context. But instead you put add one, two, and three out into the world and you put $50 worth of testing behind it or $100 worth of testing or $200 worth of testing and you know for sure this is what people will click on. This is what they opt in for. I recently did this with one of my clients um, and I've talked about them before. I I just, I've, I've totally fallen in love with them and their business, but They worked with two Facebook ad, two separate Facebook ad companies before they started working with me. And neither one of those companies could really move the needle on anything. And they came to me and they're like, what can you do for us in 30 days? And I said, nothing. (laughs) I said, like, I'm not a miracle worker. If I was, I'd be charging, you know, millions of dollars for my service. I said, here's what I can help you do, though. I can help you test. I can help you test and test, and test some more. I will help you figure out what tests to run. We will run ads, we will step back, and we will figure out what your market wants. And you know what? Within 90 days, we had a clear path on what the market wants. And we have a few hundred people who've opted in and have started taking action on that path. And they had worked, I think, for like nine, maybe 10 months with two other Facebook companies. And they hadn't gotten any traction at all because they were not willing to test. And I don't know who wasn't willing to test, if it was this client or if it was the Facebook people or kind of a combination of both. But they were trying to come up with brilliant messaging, brilliant, creative, like the perfect hooky, catchy stuff. And I was like, you know what? Let's forget all that hooky, catchy stuff let's just be clear. Let's just run some tests. Let's just see what people are even interested in. And we ran, I think, four or five, it might have been five different tests before one really took off. And it took off immediately. And they were like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this. Like, we thought that you were crazy to want to run these tests. And now look at where we are. And You know, it that takes being willing to be messy. It takes being willing to try things that don't work and just say, you know what, that's feedback. Thank you for the feedback. We're moving on to the next thing. And and this is where I get so excited in working with people is that when we can take the pressure off of having to create something that's perfect straight out of the gate, and we can say, you know what? We want to get to know our audience. I want to get to know my audience. You want to get to know your audience. We're going to test. We're going to test messages. We're going to test um, content. We're going to test all sorts of things. That's when business gets fun. The worst times in my business have been when I have tried to create something brilliant and perfect from behind the comfort of my laptop screen. Those always flopped. (laughs) The best times in my business have come from when I've been willing to get closer to my audience, to stop judging, to stop worrying about what other people thought of me, to be willing to test and to be messy and to not have things all perfectly figured out. And I've let my audience kind of help lead me into what they're most interested in from me in my business then i build a marketing funnel based on that audience feedback and when you do that let me tell you something the competence and the clarity and the understanding of of your audience shifts your marketing, shifts your energy, shifts your focus in a whole different way. So instead of building a marketing funnel, building an opt-in, building a webinar, building a video, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, instead of building from a place of, Oh, I hope this works. You're building it from a place of, I know this works. And now it's time to get it out in front of more people. That's the power of using content to create a marketing funnel that really attracts your audience, engages them, and doesn't even really have to sell, but just makes an offer to say, hey, want to go deeper? Here's how to. And they sign up. So bottom line, profit without worry. It doesn't come because you or I are the smartest, most qualified, most credentialed, most brilliant people, or even that we have the biggest audiences. Profit Without Worry comes in our business because we're willing to do the work to serve our audiences in a way that has them leaning forward and saying, tell me more. This is interesting. I want to go deeper. All right. I'd love to hear how this goes for you. What do you think of when you think of this approach to creating content and a marketing funnel? How could you use content creation to create a Profit Without Worry marketing funnel for your business. I'd love it if you'd hit me up on social media or just email me, michelle at michellelevance.com. And as you were listening to this, did you think of someone who could use these insights about creating profit without worrying their business? If you can think of someone who could use this, would you do both of us a big favor and share this episode with them? It's so easy to do from whatever podcasting app you're listening on, you just hit the share button, or just share the URL for today's show with your friend, which is profitwithoutworry.com forward slash episode 102. And your friend can listen right there on their computer, their phone, their tablet, whatever. And don't forget to download your freebie, Five Steps to Profit Without Worry. You can get that at today's show notes or go to profitwithoutworry.com forward slash free so that you can see what it takes to create a movement with your marketing. All right. I hope you have an absolutely amazing week and I'll see you back here next week. Same time, same place on another great episode of Profit Without Worry. I'll see you then.